It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Snap, snap. At AIB, we don't make technology for you to bank. We make it for you to live. Just watch. So you can apply and get a loan through your AIB app or online. All from the comfort of home. Banking to fit the way you live. AIB, we back doing. Lender criteria, terms and conditions apply. Over 18s only, subject to approval. Security may be required. Allied Irish Banks PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Welcome to the Blood and Mud Rugby Podcast, the podcast that is still waiting for a phone call from CVC. Still waiting. Yeah, any day now, I assume. Any day now, the big investment is coming in. Surely a matter of time. I mean, if if they can give the Pro 14, whatever it is, 35 billion, we've got to be worth at least, you know, 35 million, I should say. We've got to be worth at least 3 million, surely. I reckon I've, well, I reckon I've probably got more actual assets to liquidise than a... I've got <laughs> more asset value than the Pro 14, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> probably, yeah. Anyway, I'm Lee. Anyway, yeah. And over Hi. there is... Uh, I'm Josh, still, just about. Got a good weekend, Josh? Yeah, not too bad. Quite quiet, like. What did you do about you? Uh, what did I do? Much. Nothing. Watched a bit of rugby on Saturday. Yeah. I had to go to a friend of my wife's on Saturday night for like a dinner and thing. Mm-hmm. They had a party, what's it called? A party blaster speaker or something. It's like a Bluetooth speaker with a glitter ball in the top. Not gonna oh. lie, I was a little bit fucking jealous. I'm gonna tell you, I, I, I was a bit envious. Uh, yeah, like I think I, was it two years ago. I think I got my wife one of those for Christmas, and she's literally never used it since. It's proper decent size, though. It is like a proper. It looks right, like a yeah. sort of twenty watt. Yeah, twenty twenty watt guitar amp, forty watt guitar amp. Yeah, which is what, but with yeah, but with lights on it's... the front. And, and then a glitter ball oh, that's on the top which lights the room This up. sounds very fancy. This sounds even fancier than the, yeah. This Party is... blaster or something it's called. Anyway, I was very jealous. I ended up driving, oh, the, yeah. Spotify. I ended up driving the Spotify, obviously, because I can't tolerate other people selecting music because that's the kind of well, arsehole I am. It goes without saying, yeah. 
No, 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 no. Hang on. No, I've got yeah. a playlist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you've got to navigate using somebody else's Spotify and none of your playlists <laughs> set up. And it's, oh, it's, you know the pain, ladies and gentlemen. You know what oh, it's like. Oh, absolutely. You know what it's like. Yeah. Yeah, so that was my weekend. So that didn't do... Oh, and then I went and I went shopping Sunday to Cheshire Oaks and MacArthur Glen Outlet with my kids. Uh, I know the Cheshire Oaks outlets. I say, well, I've been there once. And I, um, um, you, there was literally no parking spaces there at all. And tempers, not mine. I'm quite philosophical about these things, but tempers were fraying all oh, over I mean, the fucking chutney. Let me tell you, I do sympathise a little bit there. Like if I'm driving around like a twat trying to find a parking space in a, particularly in that kind of out of town shopping situation, I can get a little bit. I get more frustrated by inefficiency than mm. anything else. Yes, it's like people who see that somebody else is going to go in the space and then loiter. And then make everybody else have to wait behind yeah. them. It's like you just yeah, we carry on. We the outcome here. Just carry on. Yeah. You're gonna, we're going to park in and have a row with them. Nobody wants yeah. that. I mean, I have seen that happen. I've seen somebody oh, yeah. try to. Yeah. This is why I know that when should we run out of food post Brexit? Make no mistake, it will be like the killing fields. Oh, massively so. You know, this idea that but you know test- appeal to our better angels. When it comes down to it, oh, we are animals, so. and we will be beating Absolutely. the shit out of each other for a tin of beans. Yeah, but just in a little car park. Yeah, I've, did you see that, that clip in the Tesco car park about two years ago where somebody's car was smashed up to shit by people with trolleys and everything? Nobody knows what yeah. caused it, but it's like, well, it was obviously something <laughs> about a parking space. This is who we are. This is who yeah. we are. It's, it's frontier justice or nothing. Absolutely. I've avoided Haskell in the jungle. This uh, weekend, me too, yeah. Although I know that it has happened because I got... I got uh, what I can't stand about is, is people are gonna people are gonna like him, and I'm gonna have to explain why I don't like him and come across as unreasonable. Uh, I was I, I I out of my sheer like morbid curiosity, I like basically clicked on the his name when I noticed it was trending. Mm. I thought, oh. I mean, is it going to be people saying really nice things about him? It will and be. then there will be. Oh no, I was relieved that it was mainly people thinking oh, was he was it? a twat. Oh god. Yeah. We um. Yeah. I apparently I mean, he lost be... the swimming. If apparently he lost the swimming race to a, uh, a fairly sort of podgy Irish comedian. So, I mean, that's fun. See, deep I'll down, take, I'll, I'll say this that. out loud, right? Deep down, a part of me admires him because he's obviously had a very clear idea about what he wants, and he has gone and achieved it. Yeah. So part of me quite admires him. It's it's a part of me I despise, but it's a part of me nonetheless. You know, I have to acknowledge it. You can't. Yeah, you can't deny the fact that in terms of all of his career goals, he has achieved them. Yes. He he's won the Six Nations. He's won. You know, he's been on a line. I need to go through them. I don't. I don't want to. Actually, I don't acknowledge it's, you know, it. It is but, sick. Yeah, it is sick. But, but I'll have it. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. that's happening in the jungle. Part of me, part of me, kind of wanted to do like Patreon special episodes just to watch it because I'm sure we could get some value out of it. But I'm not doing it anyway. So speaking of Patreon, you can get in touch with me at Blood and Mud or Lee at mm-hmm. Blood and, and Josh, you're at uh, at Josh Gardner at Rugby Shirt Watch, and yeah, that's about it. All that. Uh, we're yeah. on Patreon. We're on where you can find podcasts. You know that because you're listening. I never quite understand why you tell people this. You know, if you can't find a podcast in this day and age, there's something wrong with you. Let's be honest. If, yeah. And if you're listening to it now, chances yeah, are. Yeah, what am I you telling you for? Probably yeah. found it. Yeah, yeah. But we're on patreoncom slash blood and mud. Um, and we have, obviously, we thank everybody for the support that they give us. And we thank everyone who comes into the normal Ale Blue Lounge. But there is a mm-hmm. very special 
very special <sighs> VIP area in there, which is a bit more of a 90s vibe, a bit more, you know, brings you into the inner circle of trust, I would say. And the two people who've stepped up this week to become in beyond the rope and to have a taboo and lemonade and have a nice time of it, oh, play, on the, play on the six-foot kaplunk, all that, you know, is uh, Ross Edgar. Thank you, Ross. And Upping has decided that he doesn't want to loiter with the, the ordinary people in the, the normal lounge anymore. Mark Simmons has decided to step over the rope this week. Absolutely. the VIP area. And, yeah, you're basically legends of yeah. the fall and any other season. <laughs> That is a deep pull. Fair yeah. play. <laughs> I've yeah. seen that film more times than I care to to to, to see it. <laughs> I don't know I why. Did... I think my wife likes it. Obviously, Brad Pitt I mean... being all you know, like morose and brooding. Mm. I mean, when was that? That's got to be mid nineties, right? Ninety four, ninety five. Yeah, and like, and and Brad Pitt's all sexy and like tormented, but he's called Tristan. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't it doesn't work for me. It doesn't fly for me. But there you go. He's got he's got that thing where he was sort of it's a very nineties sort of floppy haircut with yeah. but with like sort of too much like a bit too much quaffered stubble yeah. for my liking. It's not a bad film. It's better than a river runs through it. Which is yeah. which was basically I mean, a just, river runs through it is two hours of people fishing. Bad. <laughs> I feel like we've talked about a river runs through it in this well, podcast. I can't remember sure. that we have, but that doesn't rule it out. I'm pretty sure we must have done. But yeah, there's a scene in <laughs> it where, where it shows Brad Pitt doing fucking fly fishing maneuvers. I'm doing that. You can't see it, Leslie, but I'm doing a sort of fly fishing maneuver right now. And <laughs> I mean, it lingers it on him looks... for about five minutes. And the other guy, he goes, it was then I realized in the time he'd been away, my brother had become an artist. And it's like, this is fucking <laughs> terrible. On what basis is this film being made? I mean, it was basically Robert Redford's excuse to just go and spend a couple of weeks in, like, you know, yeah. some nice scenery in America in Montana for a couple of weeks, wasn't it? He's made... Oh, he's, we'll make a film while we're there. He's made a documentary about the Wild West, about five key characters of the Wild West, Robert Redford. It's on Amazon Prime mm-hmm. and I, or something. I end up watching it. And it's got loads of actors as talking heads talking about, like, what they thought of Jesse James. And it's really random ones, like Emilio <laughs> Estevez, because he was in Young Guns, you know? <laughs> I mean, why don't I... Like... <laughs> I understand having a talking head with somebody who knows what he's talking about. Like a historian about, or something, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As opposed to just, yeah, you know, yeah. what does, you know, Joe Pesci think of Billy the Kid? <laughs> yes, yeah. Quite, exactly. Speaking <laughs> of historians, though, speaking of historians, mm-hmm. we've got another history pod coming up for patrons. Yeah, we Thank have. Thank you to all of you patrons. It's being recorded week after next. Tony's Aye. back. He's, he's decided he's still going to stick with us. And Fair I, place I think we're doing honest, Japan. Yeah. Because it would seem timely to do Japan. Yeah. It does because actually, it maybe won't involve British public schools, but I can't rule it out. But we'll find out, won't we? I wouldn't rule out. Patrons, you will find out in a couple of weeks, won't you? You'll find you will. out in a couple you of weeks. I think you will, yeah. Let's go on with a player spotted, shall we? Of course. Ellis Davis got in touch with a live in-flight player spotted. Mm-hmm. He said, hello, Lee and Josh. I'm sat on an EasyJet flight from Belfast headed to Manchester and I've got a live player spotted for you. Sat across the aisle from me is Ulster and Ireland's own Andrew Trimble. Mm-hmm. So far, he's fumbled some it's bits. All he's fumbled some bits and pieces in and out of his cabin bag, and has looked uncomfortable as a bald man in his fifties in a Man U shirt has started shouting, "Come on, United!" It's one p.m. and there's no football on, so it's very <laughs> confusing. I mean, I can sort of see where he's coming from in that respect, to be honest. What it's... just shouting, "Come on, United!" randomly on an easy jet flight. Yeah, I can understand how that would unsettle people. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Poor yeah. Andrew hasn't even got any headphones 
to block this oh, out, says Ellis. Absolutely rookie error. You don't get on a plane with that. So there you go, Andrew Trimble being shouted, not at nearly, but she shouted at. Shouted, in the vicinity of. Hearing yeah. this, yeah, within, shouted within the vicinity yeah. of. He's, um, and I got on a very long Twitter conversation because I, I was copied into something that Andrew Trimble then got involved in. Oh, God. Somebody, no, it wasn't like that. It's somebody had had a go at Andrew Trimble. I don't know why I was tagged in it, but I was. And Andrew <laughs> Trimble responded saying, oh, come on, mate. You can't say I, should, I don't deserve an opinion. I didn't have a career. And then well, that went on for a number of days. You know, when you try and mute the conversation, you go, this is not to do me. You mute the conversation, but something yeah. keeps coming back. Something keeps it's, coming back. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had that, yeah. I mean, so that was sort of like a player spotted, wasn't it? Yeah, a player sort of in, comes into your orbit unnecessarily. Yes. Chris, Chris Cook bathroom off, walked past me. Uh, in bath, You've got him every week now. Day. Every week you're seeing players. I think it's yeah. I mean, being in Bath, it is kind of like yeah. I suppose what else are these? What else? Like are ground these guys zero for do? rugby players walking past you, isn't it? Yeah, because Bath's so tiny. It's like if they need anything, they've got to go into town to get their bits, you know. Mm. But like, yeah. I mean, I don't consider Chris Cook massively a player spotted because he follows me on Twitter. So he's kind of just like, you know, he's just one of the guys, just one of the lads. Oh, look, I've got a bit. I haven't got a big. I haven't got a famous player that follows me. Surprisingly, I don't know. I don't think I have. I think Chris Cook is my only one. I still don't understand why. Um, I don't think I ever will. David O'Doherty, the Irish comedian, follows me. He's really? my biggest follow. Yeah, I'd say that's a, a great. He's a fantastic. He's pretty established, you know, isn't very, he? Very funny yeah. man. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's my biggest claim to Twitter fame, really. Yeah, uh, a Tampa Bay Buccaneers offensive lineman followed me once. Out of in the early days of Twitter in about 2009, and I was just like, I don't know why this has happened. And he followed me for about four years. Well, <laughs> he obviously thought like, he was somebody assume... else. Yeah, Jimmy Gopher followed me really for about half an hour. Really? I think oh, wow. he, he realised he'd made a terrible mistake. I don't know what he thought he was following. It obviously wasn't meant to be me. So <laughs> you probably saw a, a Haskell-related tweet or a float chart probably. and thought, yeah, yeah, my kind of guy. And then went, no, he's not. <laughs> this is completely understandable. Anyway, absolutely. Moving on, shall we start with because we've it took us it's taken us a while to get into our normal episode rhythm, hasn't it? I mean, generally, mm. obviously it's taken us twelve minutes to get to this point here, but I mean generally because we keep forgetting that normally we start with the news, don't we? Ladies and gentlemen, you'll know that. You're probably thinking, "Where's the news?" It's supposed to be at the beginning of the episode. Again, asterisk on the beginning, obviously, <laughs> but it's meant to be at the beginning of the episode. So. Um, so let's start with the news, shall we? Have you got any news, yeah. Josh? What news shall we talk about? There's a lot of news this week. loads of news. Oh, so much news. I mean, shall we start with the most funny news? Okay. Which is that Saracens, after all of their huffing and puffing and stamping of feet and throwing of toys out of prams and shirty not going to fucking Heineken Cup launches and all of this stuff, have turned around today and gone, no, we're very sorry. <laughs> Well, they haven't even done that, though. They haven't actually said they're sorry. That's the thing. We're we're sorry that we love our players so much. (laughs) (laughs) My favourite quote from it is, we did the wrong thing for the right reasons. For the right reasons. Bunch of fucking dickheads. So I robbed this bank, right, because I needed money. So therefore, (laughs) I think you'll find I did the wrong thing for the right reasons. I stole this loaf of bread to feed my family. I did the wrong... Yeah, it's... I mean, (laughs) I love how it was... Classed on the Saracens website, it said statement by Nigel Ray, comma chairman of Saracens, as if <laughs> hey, as if as if anybody on the Saracens website wouldn't know that, and also just like the oh, 
so speaking as a man who does a lot of proofreading in his time did you find that Mm. entire statement was very very poorly cobbled together yes it's almost like they were umming and ahhing right up until the deadline about whether they were going to go fucking all in and throw yeah. the toys out. The flow of it wasn't it. great. It wasn't. It was almost like there were extra phrases in there that they forgot to chop out. And do you know what I mean? All <laughs> extra me phrases that? that were chopped out hastily at the last minute. <laughs> yes. Either way. Yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> it's like a further appeal would be costly, time-consuming, a costly, time-consuming and destabilizing exercise. So for the good of the game, the Premiership and this wonderful club and all its great people, a club which I have loved and served for 25 years. And I love the FAQs at the end of it. Will this affect what we've won? No, in no way does it affect what we've won, despite <laughs> the fact we cheated like fuck to get them. <laughs> I mean, it's just hilarious, isn't it? Like, for all the pomposity and the sort of, you know, and also the pomposity from certain sections of the media to say that this is all overblown, this is ridiculous, Saracens will get this turned over. It's ri- yeah, do no. your jobs, lads. Yeah. yeah. I did like the Rugby I mean, Pass put a tweet on which had a picture of Saracens players and in big block capital said, no appeal. And then in small right underneath it said, they won't be asking for it to review. It's yeah, like, yeah. no, you, you had me at no appeal, lads. That that kind of summed it up, yeah. I mean, that, you Zero could just put appeal. That, you could just put that on the front, on our, our podcast front page, couldn't you, really? <laughs> That's what they should have painted on the wall, not humility. No appeal. That's what they should have on the wall. Uh, so there you go. That's your, they well, they're claim, on, they're yeah. on minus 22 points now. That's the upshot of it all. And yet somehow they're claiming that they're strictly complying with the salary cap regulations in the current season. I don't understand what's happened. That, honestly, that's the part that absolutely so just makes no it, sense. And now they're not, yeah. despite the fact they've let no players go. <laughs> and done absolutely unless things have gone on behind closed doors where people have taken pay cuts, it certainly looks weird. The interesting um, thing about this is of course, is you're gonna get five million quid distributed across other clubs, I guess. Yeah, what is happening to that five million quid fine? Is it going to charity? Is it going to the rest of the Prem? In which case, you know, I mean, it's it CBC is funny. are buying more ivory back scratchers for their board with it, probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's funny how they think that they're going to draw a line under this by not appealing, and if this will not run and run and run yeah. and run. And the next time Saracens make a big signing, people are going to go fucking mental. What makes me laugh as well is that particular rugby thing, is it? Where everyone's sort of going, oh, you know, well, fans need to respect this now and let it go and for the good. It's like, well, because in football, they would have songs sung at them about this for the rest yes. of their existence. And that yes. is absolutely what should be happening. Absolutely. Like everything that's happening with people waving pretend £50 notes at. Yeah. Saracens every time they're on the field should 100% continue yeah. and should never, ever, ever Every stop. time they score a try in an away ground, money, money, money by ABBA should blast out of the, 100%, the PA. Yeah. This is exactly what should be happening. Now, I know it might backfire. I don't care. It might fire them up yeah. even more. I don't care. This is what it's about. Sure. I want to see some proper institutionalised shit housing from every single club that's not Saracens. Yeah, and it's it's... <laughs> I just find it sort of, it's the arrogance again of Saracens to sort of act like, oh, well, we've decided this now. So yeah, you we've apologised now. You have to stop talking yeah. to us about it. We've apologised in a really un- insincere and unconvincing way. Surely this is the end of the matter. No, no, no. 
you know. Yeah. We'll decide when you get you stop having the piss taken out of you. Thanks very much. Yeah, and that time is absolutely never. <laughs> and also we will decide when we will stop finding you not winning things funny and yeah. losing games, and that is never. Yeah. Of course, they're not going down. I think somebody's worked out that if, if it was the same as last year, they finish in tenth, even with thirty-five yeah, points. Yeah, they'll be absolutely them, so. fine, they'll be and fine. they'll probably get they'll probably get the Champions Cup knockout stages, despite what happened on the weekend. But for the time being, it's funny. Other news: uh, Jamie Joseph has said he's going to stay in Japan, which yes. leaves um, Kingsley Jones with a straight run at the All Black job, doesn't it? Absolutely. I mean, why why else do you think Warren Gatland declined to? Uh, well, you to go up against Kingsley, yeah. Exactly. Nobody doesn't even have to be at the interview, does he? He can just network in. Exactly. You can't. You cannot go up against that level of contact. No, you know, you just can't. The combination of Skype and photograph, photocopier, even access. Yeah, it's it's it's. See that might that was almost like a joke, but I couldn't say it, so therefore it it didn't come out. So there you go. I just thought I'd talk over the top of it. (laughs) Thanks, mate. Yeah, you You can see me drowning there. You sort of threw me half a raft. Yeah, yeah, you know, I I don't want to sort of go go overboard with it, but I'm tish. Come on, yeah. We're sorry for that snow coming out of your speakers, everyone. Yeah, Uh, yeah. So, Uh, any more news? Fucking loads, mate. <laughs> What's next? Shitless. What's next off the, uh, off the news rank? So the WRU has basically let the cat out of the bag, whether they were allowed, supposed to or not, I don't know, um, to confirm that they are in the process, while well, the Pro 14 is in the process of flogging a 27% stake of the Pro 14 to our old friends, your friends and mine, definitely people with the good of the game at heart. Um, CBC, yep. who of course also bought the Prem. Um, and the Six Nations and, are after as well, aren't they? Uh, they're also after the Six Nations, making surely there's no way that this doesn't end with the British and Irish League, because otherwise why would they bother? Yep. Um, also, from a... Even when they're winning, they can't help but lose stakes. Um, the WRU has made it quite clear that they're not going to give all of the money that they've got, uh, you know, which is supposed to be like 35 million quid, I believe in a lump sum. Um, they will not be giving all of the money that the regions have rightly earned by being part of the pro 14 to the regions and will instead be basically spunking most of it on other things. And then we'll give the regions a little bit more money, which is, Another way of saying that Welsh domestic rugby won't exist in five years. But hey ho! I mean, that's kind of naughty, isn't it? Because the product is those te- the teams, isn't it? Literally, that's what the product they've literally is. Literally earned it, and the WIU has gone. Oh, we could use this money to invest in 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 you know grassroots rugby and in and in the women's I game. Mean, and then it's there's like, nothing yeah, to be... do that anyway. Do yeah, that it's, yeah. anyway. Use your own money for that. Type fucks. What I don't understand is this is what because and I should and I should have looked at this before I come on. So I apologise. Is that isn't the Pro 14 a separate entity entirely? It is, but the... Or is it one uh, of the five entities that we were written to about <laughs> last, last year? I'll lose track it's, now. It's not, it's not one of the five entities, but it is an, ent- it is an entity that, uh, f- unfortunately for the Welsh teams, uh, is wholly owned um, by... Well, it's part owned by the IRFU. Oh, it's wholly owned by its union. Yes, are you, the WRC yeah, so. now. So that's why the WRU technically gets all of the TV money and then distributes it to the regions. And if they had a shred of fucking decency, they'd take all the money that CBC was getting, giving them and give it straight to the regions as well. But they're not going to do that. So 
yeah, that'll be fun. Um, I look forward to Irish teams having playing squads of 50 All Blacks <laughs> and the WI and the Welsh team sort of. And a never ending line of ta- talented 17 year olds plus <laughs> All Blacks. Yeah. yeah. Mean, well, yeah, with the best coaches in the world. Meanwhile, you know, Kingsley Jones will be on his third spell at the Dragons. Oh, Wales will uh, be being coached by a bootleg copy of a Manic Street Preachers gig from 1997. Yeah, uh, right. So, yeah, that's that. It was what I did find interesting, and, it, and you saying that about the game, not you know, the, as we know it, not existing in the Pro 14 moving forward. Oh, yes, Gareth Davis's quote, which is kind of deadly and terrifying in its innocuousness. You know, he said, <laughs> yes. he said, um, rugby's not always good at working together because there are lots of areas of self-interest, says Gareth Davis. It probably needs an external partner to knock heads and to more commercialise what is regarded as an underexploited sport. Have you ever heard anything as sinister as that in, as that <laughs> in your entire life? Honestly, everything about that Gareth Davis interview <laughs> just made me go, Ugh. Yeah. And feel quite grubby. Yeah. Um, but apparently, the at the well, this all came out of the WRAGM yesterday, um, and apparently there were quite a lot of vocal club men who were complaining that the regions were going to take their money, which is the fucking funniest thing I've ever heard, and shows well, how. the back went, Listen, I know being funny. I don't understand this fucking spreadsheet. Can we go back to the beginning? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's interesting that all of that stuff is. I don't want to put it down yeah, on this. It still podcast. goes on, still fucking going on. I don't want to put it down on this podcast, by the way. But um, do you watch? <laughs> no, the, no, please do. Do you watch The Crown on um, Netflix? No. Now I shouldn't no. really like it because I'm not a big royalist. However, it's a fantastic bit of drama, and the new series is set in the '60s and has an entire episode dedicated to the Aberfan disaster. Oh, that'll be a problem. And it is to watch. And it is. It does a kind of CGI reconstruction of what it would have been like, and it is awful and yet incredible and incredibly upsetting. But uh, sorry, uh, I just yeah. made me think about what you're talking I'm about. I'm definitely going to give that a miss because it sounds horrendous. <laughs> yeah, um, it is I'm horrendous. Not sure I'm yeah, quite I, ready for I, that. I basically just sat there like <laughs> with tears rolling down my cheeks for most of it. But yeah, Good. if you're into that kind of thing, then you know, go watch it. Yeah. Powerful stuff. Uh, speaking of powerful stuff, Israel Falau. Powerful fucking penis. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> that's what he's frightened of. I didn't want to. Um, hey, I didn't want to. Uh, I don't want to dwell on this too much, but he's gone absolutely full on fucking Westboro Baptist Church now. Yeah, mega. It? Which I think it just yeah. does give. Which is inevitable. I don't forgive him, in a way. I don't. You know, I can maybe, but it does give you some understanding of the kind of fucking unspooled people he's got himself involved in. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, now. no, it's 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 basically. You know, he has reached his final form as far as yes. being a fucking racist, homophobic arsehole of a bigot goes. You know, he's just when you when you're into blaming natural disasters on the gays, that's when. Remember the Brexit were... guy who said that it was the gay rain, that all that rain we had a few years ago, <laughs> the floods were caused by the gays. Yes, yeah, it's that level. And that's when you I mean, know it must be thing. genuinely surprising for the gays to know they have so much power, isn't it? Because I'm sure they're just trying to go to work and live a normal life like everybody else, you know? If only they'd use their powers for good. Oh, I know. Incredible, isn't it? All these natural disasters, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, Disgusting. I mean, it's, it's yeah. entirely unsurprising and yet, you know, depressing at the same time. Because it's yes. like... It, it has led to universal condemnation, though. What I do like about it... This which time, is ridiculous, yeah. At least now people have gone, 
yeah, that is the people, even people who were hedging last time about freedom yeah. of speech and stuff are people now going, yeah, going out of Oh, yeah, order. maybe he's not just entitled to his opinion, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Any yeah. more news? Uh, yes. Eddie Jones and Warren Gatlin both have books out, which means <laughs> yeah. that Eddie you Jones can't and Warren tell, Gatlin, can you? You really yeah, can't have been tell. going around saying newsworthy things. So, um, Warren Gatland did the absolutely mental thing of saying that he thought that one of the, a Wales player over his tenure might have been juicing, but the only evidence that he had to back that up was some sort of jokes and banter amongst some of the players that he worried might have been sort of like joking about the truth, but there was never any evidence or never any hint of anything untoward, which seems just like an insane hand grenade to just throw out there and effectively cast aspersions on every fucking Welsh player for the last 11 years that one of them might have been juicing. And it's like, yeah, what? And, Eddie, and Eddie Jones has come out and basically, because you have to say something, doesn't you? So, oh, I think I made two selection errors in the in the World Cup final. I should have picked Joe Marler, yes. and I should have and I should have not picked George Ford. So that's nice, isn't it? That's nice for those players. That's nice for Mako Vodopola and George Ford. That low, literally, the fucking jet engine is still warm from when you came back, and your head coach is basically <laughs> going, "Yeah, I shouldn't have had those fuckers in in the I final." Should have dropped those guys. Yeah, that's going to be a massive boost for their confidence after the emotional fucking turmoil of losing the World Cup final in that way. Um, Eddie James has also um, started apologising for all of the fucking twatty things that he's ever said. Um, and saying that he feels bad about them. So he's he's apologised for calling Wales a shit little place, and he's saying that, like, I was embarrassed not only because it wasn't funny, but because they weren't my real views. I mean, there's... And I've got to go to Wales in Cardiff on Thursday. He's like, so therefore, he's yeah. like slurs weren't funny. That's the main problem. <laughs> but also... I can, I respect, I can respect laugh. that, though. I think trying to be funny <laughs> is primary over everything else, so... Indeed, uh, yeah, and he also said like he also regrets his comments about the Lions uh, last year when he said the last thing he wants to do is spend eight weeks in a blazer and he'd rather coach a fucking cricket team or whatever. Um, he said that was a terrible lapse in judgment, and today I don't know why he say it because he hopes to lead the Lions one day and he really wanted to be the Lions coach in 2023 or whatever, and it's like, eh, like Eddie, stop. Stop try- climbing down from this character that you spent the last, like, 10 years creating. Because well, nobody believes you for a start, because it will all be back to normal <laughs> in January and the, the Six Nations up. is revving up and you're saying all kinds yeah. of ridiculous things. Sean I mean, Edwards is, at, is in France now. Yeah, he is. News. And he mean, look, he's got a clipboard. He looks fucking fuming. <laughs> rightly so, because he was seen you know, some of those French French sides in the top fourteen defenders in the Champions Cup on the weekend, and we'll have gone. Here is a prediction like from me: He's yes. going to take Paul Gabriag and make mm-hmm. him France's Ian Goff. Uh, I would, not... and I mean that in a good way. Yeah, I would not bet against that. I also reckon he will be gone within. 18 months, two years, <laughs> just because he's fucking sick of the nonsense. <laughs> and nobody will blame him. No, nobody will blame him. Any more news? Um, I think I said, oh, actually, one thing that Eddie Jones did say that I actually agreed with... Oh, steady. Um, ...was he was basically saying that Scotland need to be... stop trying to be like 
England and Ireland and Wales and just basically focus on being like Japan and be, uh, in his words, the best, inverted commas, small team in the world. As in physically small. Physically small, yes. And And play with that level of precision and speed and accuracy instead of trying to get big lads and just smash everybody. Or trying to play a game that requires a big lad. Yeah, I think actually, there's something in that. I think if you think yeah, about what I he did with Japan, you know that that just focus ruthlessly on being absolutely brilliant first phase pattern attackers and mm. you know offloaders and stuff. It'll only get you so far, but what they're doing now only gets them so far. So exactly, and, and I think he basically said, "Look, they're not going to win every game, but they need to. Focus. They can win some big games doing that." And I don't think that's wrong <laughs> although i'm sure that scotland fans of all the people they want to hear that from they're probably yeah. not listening to it from so, so i think we finally reached the end i mean there is more news but i don't give a fuck anymore I think it's too, gonna, much yeah, it's too much too much yeah. news I mean, there's an election on we'll talk about that no <laughs> no i <fucking> <laughs> no, really i've blocked the news don't. out now i listen exclusively to audiobooks podcasts and, and spotify playlists that's that's the only thing that's going yes. in my ears I try at my absolute, like particularly in this election cycle, I have tried my absolute best to basically have absolutely nothing to do with any of it. It's called survival. Yep. At AIB, we don't make technology for you to bank. We make it for you to live. So you can apply and get a loan through your AIB app or online. All from the comfort of home. Banking to fit the way you live. AIB, we back doing. Lender criteria, terms and conditions apply. Over 18s only, subject to approval. Security may be required. Allied Irish Banks PLC is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. Black Jack Sale, now on at Curry's PC World. Upgrade your kitchen this Christmas with amazing deals across our huge range of kitchen appliances, including washing machines, cookers and fridge freezers. Refresh the look of your kitchen with a new kettle and toaster set or upgrade your home brewing experience with a new coffee machine. Get in store or online at curries.ie. Speaking of which, the weekend. Hmm. What if we? What, what were your? Th- Should we talk about the Ospreys while we're, while you're here? Can do. Yeah. I think they've got say, quite really, a bit to build on there, you know. Even if Honestly, it's just sheer it a, bloody mindedness, because they definitely had a plenty of that. It was a better performance than they had any right to put in, with you know, yeah. thirty players missing against a full strength monster team. You know, but yeah, they were. They tried really hard, and they played, you know, with within the incredibly limited parameters of what they were able to do. They played very, you know, they played quite well. Who's the? I, I should know this, and I don't, I'm afraid. Who's the Ospreys' coach now? Alan Clark. I can understand why you wouldn't, because he's basically a void. He, he came out and was interviewed at the end, and I didn't catch his name, and then I forgot to look it up, and I, and I and I thought, oh, he's he's not got a lot of warmth, has he? Not a lot of warmth no. coming out there. You can not, see how maybe a before the game he's not quite pumping people up. He's, yeah, he's not a man that overflows with charisma. <laughs> Let's just... or, or any whole then, human emotion of any kind, really. No. But then, I mean, look at Dar Young. Dar Young doesn't exactly overflow with charisma no, he either. Cheek, so. He has a glint in his eye, Dar. He does have a, he has, yeah. And he has Alan a cheeky Clark laugh has, every now and again. Alan Clark has no glint anywhere. Alan Clark he's exists based... in a permanent state of sort of borderline disappointment, it would seem, which is probably about yeah. right, to be honest. But I mean, Yeah, but no, I 
I don't think he's long for the job. Bless him. I mean, he's not very. He wasn't very good when he started. He's not really got any better. And as you say, he just looks like bloody. He's just like like a fucking bat, bloodhound or like something. He stepped he's out of a permanent. haunted mirror. But he's a, he's um, <laughs> the um, the. Now the funny thing is, right, is that things are not going well at Wasps today for for our, no. our favourite person dying. Swapsies. Yeah, but and then like, you think, well, hang on, no, but rugby doesn't doesn't really sack people midway through the year and all that, you know. So, or is it now that now that Leicester's shown the way by sacking? I don't know. Was it nine people in eight months or something? That basically yeah. have they shown the way that it is something that will happen from now on? I mean, certainly now that we're in the CBC era, yes, it almost certainly will. Um, and yeah, you know, I reckon that. Why not? What are they got? What because it's worked so well for Leicester sacking all those coaches, isn't it? They're they're demonstrably a much better team than they were under Richard Cockrell. You know, anyone can see that. And I think he's got enough in the bank as has Die Young. Uh, realistically, yes. You know, it's he's fucking he's Die Young. How could you sack that man? Making a welcome return there, the Die Young oh, jingle. Too long, that. Yeah, I mean, how could you like? Could you honestly say that you could walk into a, an office with Die Young and sack him? Because I'm not sure you could. That little face. I mean, <laughs> just balance the top that gigantic body. <laughs> exactly. I mean, look at the, those sad eyes. I couldn't do it to him. He's, and he'd have he's... to leave Thomas, wouldn't he? Oh, oh God, that would be horrible. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not into it. I don't like it, and I don't think it should happen. But if it does happen, die. You're absolutely welcome in Swansea. Yes. One Aberdeer man to another. You're absolutely Indeed. welcome down there. Absolutely he is. Bring Thomas. We're going to need him when Justin Tipperick fucks off to Bristol for 500 grand a year. <laughs> <laughs> and as sure as eggs is eggs. That's happening. <laughs> Fucking right it is. If Justin Tipperick doesn't do it, I'll pack his bags for him and send him over the border myself. Um, it, uh, I tell you what, Exeter looked good. Good performance. Yes, I, I feel like this might be Exeter's year that they finally... Nah, I think they're going to find a fucking... You're... They're going to end up losing to Sale again or something. <laughs> There'll be something will happen. They'll... It will be something ridiculous. It'll have to be because like, not many teams go to La Rochelle and win. Well, they do this and... year. They're doing shite in the top 14, aren't they? It wounds me to see beat, it. They, they still haven't beaten, beaten at home in the top 14 oh, that's this true. year. That's and true. Exeter just basically walked in there and wiped the floor with them. It was a battering by the end. And, yeah, you know, that's... I def We should definitely do a trip to La Rochelle. Yeah, it looks like a great laugh. Because I quite fancy Claremont, but it's a bit awkward to get to. So you've got to fly to Lyon and get it the is. fucking train. <laughs> Whereas La Rochelle, it's easy jet, fly, sorry, fucking Ryanair, fly to La Rochelle, don't they? See, I mean, and all you've got to do is hold your nose and give fucking O'Leary some money. O'Leary some money, yeah. I mean, I can live with it. We need to make I a give plan. Money to worse. That'll work I go give my money to here. worse things for worse reasons. So well, yeah, we'll make a plan. Yeah, <laughs> to get across to La Rochelle for a game. Uh, yeah, I learned that uh, it doesn't matter how much sexy rugby you play if you don't have a line out, you're fucked. <laughs> Gloucester. <laughs> Oh, Gloucester. Seven of their own on seven of their own lineouts. 
Like, good luck anyone who thinks they'll do anything this season with a set piece as wonky as that. Fucking poor old Corne Free will be seeing Ryan El- uh, Ryan Elstat in the shadows of darkened rooms for the rest of his life. Oh, it <laughs> it's just... all coming up Gloucester again. <laughs> how is the, how does this still happen? Like, did you see fucking poor Ian Humphreys in the coat of befuddlement again? It's like he brought David it Humphreys out. I did not Ian Humphreys, but I'm with you. Yes. <laughs> He was in the yeah. giant coat of befuddlement, wasn't yeah. he? He's a very small <laughs> man, though. He's very small. Know, and he was doing that thing of of hovering behind Ackerman again, as he does <laughs> in his big coat. Like a floating head above a central eating tank. Yeah. I would be just so frustrated to be a Gloucester fan because you've got a really good team and a really good squad and some really good players. And this is why I love them. They're right in my wheelhouse of sporting tragedy. <laughs> I need to add them to my, you know, my portfolio of fucking awful sports teams that I, 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 I'm cursed with following. So. Your heart's broken aside. Because I think that Oldham Athletic, Lee Rugby League, the Cleveland Browns, and Gloucester. I mean, there's a lot. It's there's a, a lot. Hell of a. That's a hell of a. Hell of, foursome to there. have in your pocket. That is really what sports all about for me. If you. <laughs> <laughs> in fact Gloucester might be too good <laughs> yeah I mean that, I think that's the sort of the, the beauty of Gloucester's ultimate failure <laughs> is that they are demonstrably yes. a good team with some really fucking good players they're like all a, over the park like a 30 man curate egg basically <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there you go that was that well, the, that's the, uh, I can to lose ne- a side mind yeah, actually well, I'm not sure that the French are that fucked with Europe this year because Claire and Claremont as well, actually, to be fair, but everybody else just genuinely looks like they cannot be fucking bothered. And who can blame them because they've been playing rugby since about June. I think Claremont almost feel like they've got a point to prove having not been here last year. Yeah. They are basically well, like, you know, let's just forget last year ever happened and we'll fucking remind you this year what we're all about, by the way. Well, it's been exactly the same with Toulouse, isn't it? That one year they were in the Challenge Cup, and it was like, right, lads, this never happens again. (laughs) (laughs) I sort of feel like that's what Claremont has sort of been like this season. But everybody else, I mean, they just (laughs) genuinely don't look that bothered. So after that Challenge Cup season, we were in the shower for six weeks solid, and we still can't (laughs) get the stench off of being in that tournament. Yeah. Lyon don't look bothered. Montpellier don't look bothered. La Rochelle don't look bothered, you know. It's... Well, I think they know they don't really have to be bothered till sometime in no. January, don't they? Because there's enough, well, there's enough true. dross in most groups, not dross, but enough that's below them in most groups to to pick up enough, and then it, they'll just turn it on when it's business time in January, won't they? Well, we'll see anyway. Um, Indeed. Speaking of the Challenge Cup, Bristol are nine to one to win it. I looked today. Mad odds. That's put <laughs> some go. fucking money on that, everyone. Nine to one. <laughs> yeah, they. They didn't play fucking Nathan Hughes or quite a few of their first frontline players, and they put 59 points on Zebra. And I know it's Zebra, but and Zebra are not a good team, but they're not 59 points to a no. team that doesn't have quite a few of your first-team regulars in it. Bad. And the way they're playing everywhere else as well should not go unnoticed. So, Well, and yeah, let's not they're forget. They're not going to lose team... a great deal of players to international windows, are they? Almost, almost none. I mean, I expect Nathan Hughes to be back at the Wales setup in the England setup sometime soon. And if Wayne Pivat's got any sense, he should be 
giving a call on Matt Prodrio and Lloyd and Callum Sheedy. But yeah, you know, they're not losing, particularly now there's no, there's not going to be any autumn internationals where a lot of their Polynesian lads would have been off with Samoa and stuff. They are, I mean, they're basically going to be full strength for the rest of the season. And interesting things could happen there. Yeah, interesting you things. That. You never know. You never know. And basically one team's completely out of it now. The Death Star is not fully <laughs> operational, is it, for the rest of the season? Yeah, exactly. Uh, speaking of actually them actually watching them get toyed with and ultimately totally fucking outmuscled and outclassed by Rassing, uh, it's an interesting thought experiment entitled... What if Saracens had stayed under the salary cap for the last three years? <laughs> uh, but, you know, Sean, Sean of their, their big co-investors, I mean, England internationals, they they looked a lot less like the sort of unrelenting robotic killing machine that they've been for the last three years and more just like a normal rugby team that can be beaten. I mean, they'll have the the confidence boost of hammering an Ospreys team that currently resembles both the scene from MASH and the Hotel and the Shining in terms of injuries and missing people. <laughs> but, you know, still, I'm not sure it's going to be enough. To, maybe it would be very funny if they didn't get out of the group, wouldn't it? Let's be honest. It would be. And to be honest, they might decide that that's okay this year. Well, they might decide they haven't got much choice. Yeah, you know, it they is have, what I mean. They yeah. still have a 20... You know, Eddie Jones is talking nonsense when he says that, like, Sarri's players might skip the Six Nations to sort of help Sarri's not get relegated. And they contractually obliged once selected in the EPS. To of not... course they are. Well, they can retire. <laughs> they can refuse the... They, they can do, refuse they the They, can do, a, they the can do a hoosen and go, oh, no, I'm yeah. going to work as a gardener now for the next... <laughs> they, can go, oh, they can pull a Joe Marler and go, oh, just come and see me when the next World Cup is, all right? I can't be bothered until then. Um, but no, that's not going to happen. But... It's entirely inside the realms of possibilities that they are focusing heavily on trying to sort of get the league situation sorted and don't give quite as much to Europe as they have in the last couple of seasons. But we'll see. I don't know. For that for that one glorious weekend, it was nice to watch them be slightly not as good as they normally are. You know. Although, I think was any this whole. I think the lack the. The fact that it's happened so close to the World Cup, this as a, for a weekend of European rugby, it felt weirdly anticlimactic because so many players were still not there, both from an England point of view, from a Wales point of view. Like, you know, it's, it mainly affected Saracens because they have most of the England team. But it did. They did feel something of a sort of like, well, this shouldn't be happening now when players are still on mandatory rest periods from Rugby World Cup when half of the fucking internationals are on holiday. You know, it 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 made it feel a bit weird and a bit anticlimactic. But it does lead me to think that some mad shit might happen in Europe this year, which is you know exciting. We shall see. Um, last thing for me, Bath. Well, I'm always amazed by how <laughs> much teams struggle to deal with a 13 just running out of the line in, the, in a blitz <laughs> and how it still completely baffles attacks. And I have to say that Bath gave a fucking masterclass in how to Ooh. be completely baffled by a 13 yeah. running out of the line. Now, you might say, well, they looked a bit offside to me. Even so, even if the guy was onside, your entire pattern doesn't seem to know how to deal with it. And it's almost like yeah. it, it almost happened by accident for Bath that they managed to get it sorted. 
Let's not beat around the bush. Which they didn't in the end, obviously. No. Bath are a much worse team without Todd Blackadder. Yeah. <laughs> for all of the flack of that, for all of that flack the guy got over the last three or four years for not taking Bath to the fucking promised land, them fucking handing the reins to the the chosen one, Stuart Hooper, doesn't appear to have exactly done what they wanted it to do. He just I'm not really sure just, what... His job just seems to be to stand arms folded looking grave on the touchline, Stuart Hooper. Just... Well, to, be fair, to be fair, he's had nothing else to do <laughs> but that true. so far this season That's for Bath. True, mostly, yeah. 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 yeah, it was a, it was a, a a funny old game, but yeah, it does a general point how they mm. haven't figured out yet that the thirteen blitz is a thing now and has been for a while, mm. and how you haven't got some at least <laughs> at least they don't even have a first phase move that seems to know what to do. I understand if it gets broken up and you lose your track a bit and you just end up going through hands, but they don't even seem <laughs> to have first phase moves to try and solve it. It's very bizarre. It's weird, isn't it? And. Yeah, I just speaking. I think I thought Ulster played very well in that game. I thought, to be honest with you, a weird sort of recurring theme over the course of this weekend was how much happier and better and more comfortable most of the Irish internationals look playing for their provinces than they did for Ireland a month ago. Ian Henderson looked a lot yeah. better. Ian Henderson put a, a full f- f- uh, sidestep in on the full tilt at one point in that yeah. game. Andrew Stockdale looked, you know, really, really good. Uh, Sexton had a great game. Ringrose had a great game. Stander had a very good game. It's like they all look back to sort of being world beaters again. And it's weird how a month ago they looked basically fucked. And like they hated the game of rugby and anything that was oval shaped. Jamie you know, with Joe it's... Schmidt, do you think? Was it was he struggling to motivate him yeah, by the end, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? It's, we but, it's, there, it's but... a weird it's a weird facet that's sort of just constant theme that I noticed of just yeah, this player looks better than he used you know, he looked a month ago. It's you Everyone know, maybe feels better they when you're just... back in your own bed though, don't they? You know what I mean? Yeah, and maybe they just got all of their prep wrong, you know. Maybe they were just having a bit of a shit time over there. But it's 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 very odd. But, you know, good news if you're a fan of an Irish province, I suppose. Anything else on the weekend? Uh, no, I think that's about it, really. Let's t- should we do some shit good to finish off? Oh, you better add. Uh, have you got any shit? Uh, yes. Um, I better know what it is. Shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, predictably, it's that CJ Stander's fucking nonsense after Munster scored the final try on Saturday night. Like, I get it. Afters are quite often a part of the game. It's tedious, but it happens all the time. But the way that he just, for some reason, decided to repeatedly fucking smash Marvin Ori face down into the turf like he was trying to sort of buff the turf with his face was just... It just felt so very unnecessary. And to be honest with you, a cunt's trick, frankly. Now, to be devil's advocate, obviously yes. there's some footage of, the, of an Ospreys player. Caught. So I think and it is kind of slapping what once, once slapping CJ stand around the head after Ospreys have won a scrum. Yeah, which literally happens at all scrums. So... Yeah. I think all we can do, as you've just started to do, is apply the blood and mud ranking of shit on Absolutely. the field scale. Now, for those who don't remember, there are three areas in which you mm-hmm. can you can apply an incident. Acceptable shit outery. Yeah. 
shithousery. Yeah. Constrict. Yeah. Now I think I'd we say... very clear. I think we made a rule on uh, slapping of the head gently just once after Kyle Sinclair did it in the Six Nations. I think we ruled that that was acceptable shithousery. Acceptable yeah. A little bit of like on the back of the scrum hat. Yeah. Is probably acceptable shithousery. Ergo. Hmm. That means the first incident was all right. We then move to the second incident, which you have already, <laughs> which is CJ Stander sitting on a bloke and kind of riding him like he's a fucking Mustang. Yeah. Grabbing the back of his jersey and then repeatedly bashing him face down into the turf. While and shouting like through out, gritted teeth, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to point out that the player who gently patted CJ on the back of the scrum cap was a different player to the one that he then decided yeah. to... You I hadn't know, quite realised that until we talked about it before. <laughs> I didn't realise it was a different player. Because at one point I thought, yeah. oh, well... I still thought it was out of order, yeah. actually, but I thought, oh, well. But the fact it's a different player is just ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And it wasn't, uh, it, and wasn't it very late in the game when they already had it won? Literally last minute. 85th, it was the last 85th moment, minute. It was the last dropped, moment of the game. It over, it was, they, they, were, yeah. they were driving for the bonus point. So, yeah. And it's poor old Marvin Ori, who's only at the Ospreys on a short-term deal on loan from the Lions. <laughs> It's like he's literally only been there two weeks. What has he done to earn CJ Stander's like, it's fucking... fucking freezing and I'm soaking wet yeah. and I don't know what the fuck's <laughs> going on. And then some big fucking yeah. Irish bloke just jumps up and down yeah. on me, basically. It's like if you want to start... like in the, Some people have said, you know, if you don't want to get shit, don't start shit. But it's like if you want to sort of start shit, don't do it to somebody who's pinned down under a load of bodies and face down into the turf. If you want to start on Marvin Ori, mate, he's six foot eight and massive. Start on him. Interesting. If anybody's watched the Laurel and Hardy uh, short, tit for tat, you know where this is going to end up, believe me. (laughs) If you want to go down the, well, you start it, you carry on, then that's where it's going to end up. So, Yeah. Marvin Ori was in, I think he was at the Bulls at the same time that CJ Stander was. Oh, as as youngsters. Yeah, so I do wonder, I I say youngsters, you know, not that young. But back when CJ was still a South African. Whether there's some beef, um, some on-site beef that's still a... Yeah, maybe. Like, it'd be interesting to see if that's what's... But either way, just like... But to come back to your point of how do we class... Because I think we agree, I certainly would make the point that the little slap around the back of the head after a scrum's collapse is probably acceptable shithousery. CJ Standers manoeuvre at the end... Is definitely beyond acceptable shithousery because of the force and just the general shithousery of it. So it's either shithousery or it's a constrict. Now you've put your you've hung your you know you've put your coat on the peg of of constrict quite quickly. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm prepared to accept that my opinion is probably slightly <laughs> coloured in this matter, but I do also think that the timing and the situation in the game matters as well. It's like yeah, you've just won the game. And you just scored another try. Oh. There's a there's a there's a, a wantonly being a fucking terrible winner aspect about this that mm-hmm. I find particularly mm-hmm. classless as well. So well, what did we classify as constructs before? There were examples of it, right? Tripping. Yeah. Spitting. Yeah. Uh, punching people when they're not looking. So sort of yeah. like king punching people out of nowhere. I can't remember what else we put into the constrict. It's that sort of level. And for me, if somebody's like pinned face down on the ground and then you basically lift them up and down quite forcefully and smash them into the turf, like even though it's not violent, it's still just a cunt's trick, isn't it? They can't fight back. They can't do anything about that. They can't turn around and rightly smash you in the face. 
where do you, you know there's only that's where it tips it into cunt's trick for me beyond basic level shit out right, here we are here's what we've got in terms of what we okay. said was a cunt's trick previously biting yeah, yeah going for people spitting biting going for people's eyes tripping targeting the head blindside king punching yeah flopping stroke hitting after the try uh, and a nostril loogie face dump. You don't see that very often, but that would be. <laughs> what we said was questionable shithousery, was a swinging arm, but it's low, leading into the kicker, being late on the kicker, no arms tackles, leading with the elbow. Yeah, it's, it's a tough one, this. I think it's somewhere, it's definitely not an absolute definite, on the spectrum, it's yeah, not an absolute I, I, construct, but I do think it's it's between the two. What do you think, ladies and gentlemen? Crunch, I think we've already spent too much time on this, I'll be honest, but... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's it's in the ballpark of cunt's trickery purely. If he if or if he'd been like face da- facing up at stander and he tried to do that, that's the point. It's blindsided, so it does tick that that's box. The, that's the issue, is it? Yeah. If he, you know, if if Ori had had his arms free and was looking up the stander and he tried to do that, proper shit. Because then Ori's free to respond as he wants. You know, he yeah. can grab him, he yeah. can punch him, whatever. It's the it's the lack of an ability. If you're doing something like that against somebody that you know cannot retaliate in any way, that's what tips it. And I think the context of the timing in the game and a team already beaten. It's just a cunt's trick. Uh, yeah, all right, I'm, yeah, all right. <laughs> I'll allow it. I'll allow it. I've literally gone back in time and found a table. You know, the fact that I created a table to classify clarify these kind of says a lot about this podcast, doesn't it? But there you go. So what, what else we got this shit? Uh, ten. We should let other people talk about shit stuff now because I've gone on too long. Yeah. We should. Uh, ten Ep said, he said, well, he said good is Dragons beating Cast. Yes. However, he said that also shit is that Cast clearly do not give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yes, cast, we've missed and them. that's more effort than actual cast gave <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, thanks for that. Chris Bailey says, is shit, CJ Stander repeatedly shaking that Osprey player on the floor and screaming in his face. It wasn't really in his face, it was it was at the back of in his neck. In the back of his head, yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was just a genuinely odd situation. Uh, but there we go. What else we got this shit? Matthew Morgans gets in touch. He said, shit is Ben Ryan. He's bloody everywhere and let him talk long enough and he'll steal the conversation to Rugby X, which I found oh, funny. No. What was even funnier is that five minutes after he posted this, Matthew, Ben Ryan retweeted that tweet. Oh my God. And then Honestly. Matthew, and then what? Matthew was like, oh God, Ben, I'm sorry. I, I, I'm just, I don't think it's a very good spectacle, but I can see how from an involvement point of view, and oh, to be fair, Matthew. but then Ben Ryan came back and said, no, I retweeted because it made me laugh. I am trying to push rugby backs out. And I was trying to say it all the time on Saturday. <laughs> and then he came back with, it's okay. Ben Ryan came back and said, everyone has their opinions. And you know, did you go to the event at all? And I thought, you know what, Ben Ryan, fair play to you. I fucking hate rugby he- X, but fair play. I mean, that's the thing. I tweeted that I thought Rugby X was fucking shit because it is. <laughs> um, and 
he was blatantly name searching for it and sort of appeared in my fucking timeline after I after a load of people had gone, Oh, I haven't watched it, what's it like? And I'd just been predictably scathing about it. <laughs> and then he was just like, What didn't you like about it? I was just like what what you don't my feedback is that the whole thing is a terrible idea, but I don't really want to tell you that because everybody deserves to have their dreams, you know. But he's he's trying to positively engage in discussions about it. I think I was saying He absolutely that, is. Especially with fucking twats like me and you. Bless him. <laughs> Look, mate, it's just shit. Move on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? Shit. Oh, Sheen says, is shit, is that team sheep graphic that the Ospreys used at the week? Oh, the my weekend? God. I mean, it's yet another fucking, you know, thing about the state of the region writ large in a social media post. So that thing, right, that thing was meant as an Instagram slider, blatantly. I know enough about fucking social right. media marketing to know that that was meant to be cut up into four and then made into four pictures on Instagram, which they did, and it looked fine there. Oh, I see, because then you just got the pack still, and then the half-backs. And the yeah, three, oh, I right, mean, okay. the pack was still upside down, and that's another matter <laughs> entirely. But, but, but then what they did, instead of making, you know, basically turning the graphic on its side for Twitter they decided to just put it on Twitter and it was so long and so small that you couldn't see any, and it, it was just like, like the laziness. Yeah. And, and, and the nobody presents teams like this. This is just awful. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I still better than when everyone went through that period of making videos yes, last true. year. When I literally wanted to kill form, every, yeah. yeah. I wanted to kill every social media manager in the world <laughs> when that was happening last season. But you know, it's still shit in it. Still basically failing the function of a team sheet, which is to be able to see what the team is. Yes, it's bizarre. I mean, <laughs> well, you did mention last week that he's brought some outsider in, in charge of media and stuff, hasn't he? And he's not been making people very happy. And this is, looks like it's the latest of his fucking it's the latest, latest thing that he does that people go, why are you doing that? And well, rightly so. What else have we got here? Long Starbird says, shit is the Ospreys' utter inability to get their shit together with only 16 players missing. I think that's an ironic tweet there. That's an ironic tweet. Uh, yeah. Tom Dare There's 16 gets players into... injured and yeah. several more missing. Yeah. Tom Dare said, shit is Movember. I agree. He said, I like, it's like all the rugby's united to make Exeter look less like where Barber expertise goes to die. I mean, can't we all just give some money now? Don't we all know that November is the time to just give some money without all of this? Yeah. If I give you money, will you shave that off? It was genuinely slightly funny and new when it first happened seven years ago, whatever it was. So. But that was ages ago. Yeah, that was more than seven years ago. Because I remember I did it, and it was ridiculous. <laughs> and it will never happen again. But yeah, all right. Well, you know, I hope it raises plenty of money, but we're all just Absolutely. sick of seeing it now, aren't we? We're a jaded boys. Yeah. You've got to find a new way, otherwise we're all just going to get fed up. Exactly. This is like the first rule of charity engagement is that, you know, you've got to keep, you know, you've got to keep having these things freshened up every now and then or people are going to get bored and cynical about it like we are all the time. <laughs> about everything. <laughs> what else have we got? We've just done shit, haven't we? Uh, yeah. Should we do some good? Yeah, why not? Um, good for me is uh, Joe Simpson. I mean... To be fair to him, he did absolutely everything in his power to try and stop Gloucester from losing that game. And he's still rapid, isn't he? You forget how rapid he's he is when he opens his legs up. Good Lord, is he quick. I mean, the first one was great. The second one was hilarious. 
Because it's just like, well, he can't do this again. Oh, he's just fucking out, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially at that point, he had two carries for like 170 metres or something like yeah, that. Yes, that's amazing. <laughs> that's what I got. Good for me. Um, Tom O'Flaherty at Exeter. Good player, man. I like yeah. him. And I like that he's he's kind of not obviously good, if that makes no. sense. He's quite nuggety and yet just gets mm. it done. He's very Exeter, really. He's very Exeter winger. You think about Jack Noel as good as he is. Yeah. He's kind of nuggety he's... and just and tough and gets it done. And um Ollie Woodburn when he was there. Still there, I think. Didn't look like yeah. he should be any good, but somehow he was at Exeter. Yeah, they have a they have a, a knack for sort of unearthing those kind of wingers, don't they? And then on the other side you've got poor old Alex Cuthbert, who's just constant What I don't understand about poor old Alex Cuthbert is give him that... his full title. Poor give him his full title. <laughs> Is that wherever he goes, he gets the blame? It's like I I saw so many Exeter fans basically kind of like sort of saying, "What the fuck is the point in in Alex Cuthbert? What the fuck does he even do when they lost to Bristol last week?" And it's like, oh, for God's sake, the put no matter where he goes, something about his face just yeah. seems to just inspire carrying the can for fifteen. You know, fourteen other players on the field, so and we, I do feel for him. But he isn't also not playing very well for us. For yeah, extra, let's not be around the bush. A very, very underrated finish for Tom O'Flaherty's try. Wonderful really good. On the right -hand yeah, side. fantastic finish, and I do. I like yeah. him a lot. Um, yeah, me too. But speaking of people who, who I know we're in good, but speaking of people who used to get blamed for fucking everything up, um, Reese Bluesland didn't look good, did he? <laughs> on Saturday, oh. on Friday. I mean, even. when. <laughs> yeah, when Wayne Pivak has to try and fucking find a fly-off down the back of the sofa at the start against the Barbarians in a couple of weeks with no fit ones, I don't think he'll be going to Reese Priestland somehow because, yeah. I mean, Reese Priestland is a is a pendulum of a player, isn't he? You know, he yeah. he's, he's usually very, very good. Yeah. Or he can be very, very bad. I hope and he I doesn't feel like go on... down that bad road for too long because... You know, you just you you just want to give him a cuddle, don't you? I oh, know. I slight. I, I felt. I really hoped when he left Wales that would kind of be the end of the sort of. It was only one game, we'll see, but it was noticeable. Uh, yeah. like, oh dear. It was not very good. <laughs> was not it? as good. Who else are you going to give a start to? You know, Billy Burns and the or Freddie Burns, sorry, and <laughs> and that yeah. whole thing. Uh, what else have we got here? Steph Franklin gets in touch and says, "Good was Saturday's Barbarians game." Filling the rugby World Cup shaped hole. I didn't watch it actually, Steph. I, I was for, totally forgot it. Was forgot it was on. Signally forgot it was on. Yeah. She said, but shit, and this probably gives some indication of the kind of game it was. Was the Mexican Wave doing five laps of Twickenham while the team scored two tries, and the endless chucking of paper planes? That sounds like a fucking great game to be at. Oh, Jesus Christ! I honestly feel like if people like you should be banned from ever attending rugby again, if Barbarians versus Fiji. Yeah inspires that level of boredom from you. Just fuck off. The game's not for you. No. Charlie Thomas gets in touch. He says, good was Ibby Toy's try. Oh, oh. Ball in Bill. one hand. Bump and spin. Bump and spin. Off you go. Honestly. And the turn of pace after he does the second spin. Yeah. And, you know, we talk about Joe Simpson being fast, but good Lord. 
However, I would ask people to... I know he's only young and it, it quite the talent, obviously, but you have to kill your jets with these wingers who score these YouTube highlight reel tries, yeah. don't you? These it was a fantastic. It was a fantastic try. It was. Do you remember Marcel Garvey when he went through about Absolutely six months of scoring yeah. unbelievable <laughs> tries and then disappeared? I think he's a cast now. Disappeared without trace and he's now thirty-five and just plodding around France. I think. Yeah. I mean, there barely a month goes by where English rugby don't find yeah. some sort of unearth some. Remember that lad who was scoring for England schools for fun. Um. Last year, and he became he became no. It was like a couple of years ago. He was like became a fucking YouTube slash Twitter sensation because he scored like oh that four big under. Alfie something the big lad or is he a... the the lad the lad who was like ridiculously quick and looked like a man playing with children. Yes. and then he went off to, he went off to America to try and make it in college football. I think and I think oh, I Bristol know. might have actually signed him last season or maybe this season. The good thing is about there being no Autumn Internationals this year, of course, is that you don't have the person has one good game and they demand they're in their England squad (laughs) the week after. Chuck him in, chuck him in against Japan. That's what I say. Look at it. What a try he scored. Chuck him in against Japan. (laughs) Now now that will happen over Christmas. Yes, it will. Of course it will. Um, Tyrese Johnson Fisher was the lad's name. No, I'm thinking that there's a young lad, Alfie Barbieri. He's in in the schoolboy setup now. And he's become a okay. kind of high, like a high school football YouTube sensation. He's become that. He plays like hooker stroke back row, and he's lightning and can step, and okay. he's massive. Yeah, yeah. Johnson Fisher was a an outside centre and scored. I think it was in like the Nat the, the schools final a couple of years ago, and he scored like four tries in every single one of them. He looked about twice the size of everybody else, twice as quick as everybody else. But I think he and he. He ran the hundred meters at seventeen, at like sixteen years old, in ten point seven seconds or something like that, and he was just like. But I don't think I don't think he's had any game time at Bristol this season, actually. So, just goes to show, do so not I mean, I, get I was, carried away. I saw him playing. I saw Obi Toy playing in that England twenty under twenty game. I went to. He oh was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was on one wing, and um, um, cocking a single was on the other wing. Shouldn't be allowed, really, really, at that level. No. He didn't no. actually have a great game. Neither of them did. Because I went watching Big Joe thinking, oh, he's going to be fucking amazing. This that. It was a freezing cold night. England won convincingly. But uh, that was a game Guy Mercer was playing. It looked like he was from another species. He was just like, uh, skipping people all over the place. Yeah. Zach Mercer. I, mean, Zach Mercer. Mercer. I do Guy Mercer's Zach. never... No, like, Guy Mercer's never Guy Mercer's that, never looked like another species. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I do mean Zach Mercer. There you go. It's one all now on corrections. Um, Indeed. <laughs> Um, what else we got us good? Uh, Alberti Racker was pretty good, wasn't he? It wasn't he. He's like, yeah. oh, fucking hell. He's a good player, isn't he? Extremely glad Wales didn't have to play against him in the quarterfinals. <laughs> <laughs> on reflection, oh. well, he is in the mood, and he was in the mood on the weekend. It's just like, yeah, don't bother, lads. He's going to win. He's going to score lots of tries today and make you look very silly. And especially when Claremont were in that mood as well. Yeah. It'd be great when uh, when Sean Edwards gets hold of him and Vaca Tower, and they both drop about what four kilos, of five kilos, yeah, and just and become they're even still quick, massive they're even and become even, yeah, yeah, terrifying. Christ. Yeah. Uh, um, what else we got here? David Francis says, "Good is Kieran Williams' impact off the yes. bench for Ospreys. He's got a big future and he's a cracking kid." Says David. Uh, I was like, I was slightly because he's a 
he's a centre, right? And he's mm. five foot eight and he's twelve stone. And that to me, I thought this is not going to go well. <laughs> but he came on and you know, bearing in mind the Munster are not a fucking flimsy team on defence. And he no, just no. came on and just came on and just started smashing massive holes in the Munster defence by basically just running about three times his size. And it's like, oh, that's actually quite good because, you know, he's com- he's very compact. He's a bit of a unit. He's always stacked, obviously, but he's got quite a low centre of gravity. And you just think, yeah, like you know, I th- he's never going to make the step up to test level no. at that size of the centre. But well, why do people could, always want quite... that to happen? People watch rugby. Somebody does well. They go, oh, we should play for West. <laughs> no, it's perfectly fine to be a very good player yeah, for a club. Like, it's he fine. He looks like a perfectly good, re- a really good regional player, and has you know, it's the Dan Evans. Yeah. You know, thing. Yeah. Dan Evans is a really fucking good regional player. I don't think he's good enough for Test rugby. Finn. Eddie Jones said about himself, didn't he? Which is one of the things I thought, I, I thought fair enough. And he said, I was the best hooker in club rugby and the worst <laughs> international hooker in Australia. You know, yeah. I was a brilliant hooker for, for club rugby, you know. And there's mm. a lot of that about. What else we got that's good here? Hugo Gordon gets to it, says Jacob Stockdale. He's been justifiably called out for his defence this year, but tackling one man, then sprinting back to stop a pass to another one near, single-handedly saved the game for Ulster. Yes, it was a... I mean, pity pity Zach Mercer. (laughs) He just thought, I'm in here. And he was almost like just (laughs) gently sort of carrying the ball and they went to flick it out at the perfect time, which of course it was. He drew the man lovely. Ping! Oh, fucking hell. And and because he'd come... Because Stockdale had come directly from his blind spot, hadn't he? Like, over he, his left he, shoulder, effectively. He absolutely played it an absolute blinder, to be fair. Yeah. And, yeah, it's another another Irish international that just looked much better on the weekend than he did in the World Cup. That's what we've got here. Matt H gets in touch on Twitter at Blood and Mud, and he says, good is the absolute hysterical meltdown that Stephen Jones is having over the guilt of his favourite club. I haven't seen it since his first column where he just basically obviously is calling out the man for being awful to the man. I haven't. I mean, have you don't, I mean, who do you want to win in this argument, really? You know, Premiership Rugby or the Saracens. <laughs> it's not exactly great. It's like two boxers you hate having a fight, you know. But uh, Yeah. I'm, I'm going down, I'm going down. I can't see any. Are you still not blocked by him? No, I'm not. Amazing. <laughs> Oh, now he's basically um, he's going after people for saying that uh, he's basically saying, of course, I had the last laugh in a in a very Partridgean way, which is is what last laugh is he having? James. Well, he's having the last laugh that the Sunday Times broke the story that Saracens were going to withdraw their appeal. Oh, so he's somehow he's somehow trying to turn this into a. A positive somehow. I mean, the guy's capacity for self-delusion is really impressive. Let's be he honest. He's genuinely baffling. I don't know what the point of this that the, the guy is. I suppose there must be a certain cachet of people who like reading it. Is is the only conclusion I'm coming to. Rugby's most controversial pundit, haven't you heard? As it says in Rugby World in I mean, his column every the month. The very desire to allow yourself to be called that should ban you for life from being a pundit in any sport. Yeah. And his columns are, without fail, fucking dreadful. <laughs> it's, it makes no sense. 
Right then, what else have we got here? So we've just done, there you go, Hugh Carey gets in touch. Hello, Hugh. And he says, using he said, good is using European rugby as a form of methadone after the come down of the Rugby World Cup. Yeah, it did feel, it did feel a bit bigger, this. I know I take your point about yeah, it didn't there was feel a bit quite like an... the European Cup, but it did feel like yeah, we could ease our way back into it. It felt it? on some level like this was, there, there were stakes there this week, which yeah. was a, a, a welcome change. Lloyd Collins gets in touch. He says, good was everything about the Racing 92 game this weekend. The ground, the band, the band that played Beyonce and Lady Gaga, by the way, the porno rugby mm-hmm. of Finn and Co, and the fact that I love the Thunderdome, says Lloyd Collins. Yes. I've, I've developed a weird love of that place. Oh, I it do, just, because it's, like it's just so mad. It's a thoroughly yeah. bonkers place to go and watch rugby, and I'm absolutely into it. Well, a lot of these new stadiums have no soul whatsoever, do they? So I suppose yeah. you've got to get around that by doing something mental like they've done. Because if you're building everything that looks the same out of concrete, which they all do look the fucking same, and they're all built on some yeah. brown land somewhere, aren't they? So they're not even in an interesting place. So at least if you, you should get beyond that by just doing something fucking mad, like having a disco in it and a massive yeah. fucking screen. <laughs> I'm absolutely here for it. I really enjoy it. It's silly. And I'm all for rugby being a bit silly sometimes. Pete gets in touch and says, good is from a general point of view, Sam Warburton joining the Welsh setup. Great player, clearly knows a lot about yeah. the game. Technical consultant for defence, or is it just technical consultant full For defence and breakdown. Mm. Well, so, he knows his onions, doesn't he? Yeah, I would not bet against him being Wales' defence coach in two years' time. Yeah. Full time. Still um, at home most of the time. Perfect for a minute. Yeah, exactly. He only has to work, you know, six weeks a year, really. He can carry on doing his BT Sport stuff the rest of the time. That's just not doing all those he- heavily analytical sections on BT Sport, though, otherwise everyone will know what his team's doing. So, <laughs> That's a very good point, yeah. What else we got here? Good. Dave McGee gets in touch, and he's saying, hello, Dave. He says, uh, Connacht, showing that willpower can make up for a lack of skill on the right day. Well, that's some damning fake <laughs> praise, isn't it, Dave? But yeah, Honestly, uh... they, yeah, I don't think any... They, they just... That was bloody-mindedness in its absolute best. They just absolutely shouldn't have won that game. And yet they were just like, no, we're going to... And, like, players that just you haven't seen much of in ages. Like Robin Copeland, remember him? Yeah. yeah Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. He was in heart of everything good they did. Uh, he tackled everything. He was over the ball. He was... Carrying really are. It's the best I've probably seen him play since he was really good at Cardiff for about a year, and then he went to Munster and was never seen again. Um, but yeah, you know, it's it's that sort of collective grit of a load of unsung heroes, like just mm. getting it done. To be honest with you, Dan Lydiot was a bit like that for the Ospreys on the weekend. Yeah, he was he just was. like, I yeah, am going yeah. to fucking roll back some years here, lads, and I'm going to make about twenty-four million tackles because nobody else is going <laughs> to. Not a single one of them is above knee level. Yeah. <laughs> Damn right. What else have we got that's good to finish this off? So I've lost my place in my notes here. That's not good, is it? Small man Peaky gets in touch. He says, good is Northampton. Boyd has yeah. made some very shrewd signings. who are obviously keeping their young talent, helping their young talent to play some sublime rugby. And the my dark horse is to win the Prem this season. Well, it's difficult to know who's going to win now, isn't it? Because Saracens, well, well no, I know it isn't. It'll be Exeter. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, absolutely well. <laughs> Even yeah. with their but, hideous fucking essence of Palmer Violet's European strip, which is fucking horrible, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's horrible and racist. A, fu- a lovely combination. <laughs> oh, there were lots of shots um, of the headdresses in the uh, this weekend. Oh yeah, so many of them. 
Always, oh, it's always. also awful. But I've just had to let it go now. I'm philosophical yeah, about I'm it. Just, I'm just kind of with it. But um, yeah, I just feel like there could be some. Fun, there could, it could be a fun top four this season. But Exeter are definitely going to win the Prem. Surely, come on. Yeah, you would think so, wouldn't you? Any more good from you? Uh, no, no. I think we're basically there, aren't we? We are basically there. We are reaching the end. So that is it for this week. We'll be, obviously, we'll be back next week. There'll be another patron history special coming up. I hope you all enjoyed the QA. I had a good laugh doing it. Indeed. Paul and Mike were on good form. You love your patrons. Were. And uh, we'll and thanks for all your questions. I didn't get to use all of them, so I do apologise because there's so many came in. There's only so much time we've got to get through them all. So I'll save them for the next one, those you did send some stuff in. Thanks very much. somebody totally different. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who else we're going to find now. Let's find somebody else to ask yeah. questions of. Let us know who you want us to get on to ask Steve, questions Stephen Jones. Let's get Stephen Jones. Stephen Jones, Jones. yeah. <laughs> and Neil Francis. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, nice to speak to you all, and we'll speak to you all soon. Have a good day, everyone. Indeed. Hello. Blackjack sale now on at Curry's PC World. Upgrade your kitchen this Christmas with amazing deals across our huge range of kitchen appliances, including washing machines, cookers, and fridge freezers. Refresh the look of your kitchen with a new kettle and toaster set, or upgrade your home brewing experience with a new coffee machine. Get in store or online at curries.ie. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.